Welcome to the Red Caps Podcast, a podcast where we dip our caps into the blood of our listeners and we ramble on about old school games. In today's episode, we are going to talk about having a player act as the adversary to the rest of the players. So as always, I hope you can sit back, listen, and enjoy. I was recently reading through my copy of The Fantasy Trip from Steve Jackson Games. Spoiler alert on a possible future episode there. And early on in the book, he makes a comment about having an adversarial player in the game to play the monsters, leaving the GM to be an impartial referee. The idea is that the adversary player wouldn't know the details of the various other players' character sheets or their abilities, at least not at first, and wouldn't have any details of the dungeon or arena outside of what the GM tells them that that monster or adversary would know. Steve Jackson writes, This can be more interesting because the GM may know a lot about the weapons and plans of the party. The monster won't. A GM has to be careful when playing a dumb hobgoblin not to act on knowledge he doesn't possess. Allowing a player to, sorry, allowing a separate player to play the monsters allows monsters to be fiendish and the GM to be fair all at the same time. I know there has been times where I've been in a battle as a GM and when that battle was all said and done, I realized that I hadn't used the monsters to the best of my ability. Maybe I had completely missed like this cool ability that the monster has simply because I was so focused on keeping the game running. Um, you know, I was making sure that the adjudication and the judgments are done properly. I was answering players' questions. I was trying to move through the combat and keep everything in, in order. And I just completely flake on some really cool ability that this monster could have done that would have made the encounter much more interesting. Giving control of the monster tactics and combat options to another player can be a huge offshift of the GM's you know, mental load. And it can remove some of the temptation from the GM to fudge dice rolls to help players. Or if I know that a player maybe has uh, prepped a specific spell, um, you know, subconsciously I might have the monster avoid that. Um, I can avoid that temptation or avoid that possibility if I'm not the one controlling the monsters. This is something I think could work really well in the online gaming space uh, with Zoom and Discord calls because you could have the adversary be only at the table hearing things at times when they should be and be disconnected or you know muted away from everybody else during times that they, they shouldn't be. Uh, the players could scheme and plan in private and the adversary would only be able to talk to them and hear from them during times when they were interacting with creatures under that adversary player's control. Or, you know, maybe they're observing by some magical means as soon as the players enter the magic user, the evil magic user's castle, um, you know, the evil magic user can spy on them. And maybe that's the adversary player sitting in and listening. The players, of course, would know this is happening. Um, they would be aware of it. And that might also add a layer of almost like meta tactics um, to, the, to the players as well. Maybe they're going to hide or hold back some of their abilities so that the adversary player doesn't know it's there until a big bad type encounter takes place. Um, and likewise, the big bad character could be learning from his minions and the little skirmishes that took place before. So the adversary player might be, you know, the first few fights against the feeder fodder uh, enemies might be there mostly so that the big bad can get a sense of what is coming after him or her. I've seen this played out really well in a one-shot slash tournament scenario done by the gents over at Wandering DM. 
they had a show on YouTube called The Big Bad. It was a 5e tournament. Uh, they brought in various uh, different parties and had them all run through a scenario where Delta Dan Collins was an over-the-top cult leader and Paul uh, played the role of an impartial referee. And it was really, really well done. I highly recommend you checking it out. I'll, I'll link it down in the show notes. What I don't know is how well this would work for a campaign-style game. I think it worked really, really well in that tournament-slash-one-shot um, area. But I think if you did it in a long-term campaign, you'd almost need several different adversary players and cycle them in and out. Um, this would probably work really well with a DM who has, you know, like a dedicated gaming group, but also has a lot of fellow DMGM friends that they could kind of pull in to play, play this in a, a smaller situation. I also don't think that, um, you would probably want to do this for every enemy. I mean, you don't want this for your random encountered, uh, goblins. Maybe this is only for things that are actually important to, the larger picture of what's happening in the world. I've done this on a much smaller scale where 99% of the gameplay was just me being the GMDM completely as per normal. Um, and then a special feature, uh, basically just a final big boss fight. I've had somebody come in and play the big boss, um, partly for the voice acting side of it and also to run the combat from there. Um, and it worked out pretty well. I, I quite enjoyed that, but I've not had... Uh, a situation where I've also had that same person function for all the other NPCs, say, in that dungeon or in that uh, sort of scenario. So I don't know, really know how quite that would work. Um, if you're listening and have had experience with this or thoughts on how any of this would work, uh, drop me a note. I'd love to know if you've, if you've actually done this in practice and how it worked out for you. Um, the next show is going to be a call-in show. So our next episode, number 68, will be a call-in show. So if you'd like to re- me to respond to any of the feedback or questions on this topic or any others, uh, get the calls in and we will be responding to them on the next episode. So folks, that wraps up this episode of the Red Caps Podcast. I hope you enjoyed, you learned something, and that you're eager to come back for more. If you'd like to head over to anchor.fm slash theredcaps, you can leave me a voicemail or simply visit www.theredcaps.net and you can find all the different ways to contact me from there. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you so very much for listening. And remember, never let your cap dry out. Stay safe. Have fun. We'll talk again soon.